1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yak Gadget. For all your kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Chasing the Tide, your saltwater connection on the Paladin Finn Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dustin, coming at you tonight. Uh, we got a East Coast in the house. We'll have a guest coming on here very shortly, but I was going to bring up a little update in our, our fishery here in Texas uh, to some of our Texas listeners, you know, uh, Coming up, uh, we'll have a change in uh, speckled trout regulations. We had a Texas Parks and Wildlife Division, along with CCA, um, did some work and kind of uh, studied, uh, you know, our, our our biomass of our fish and kind of broke down what was the best option after this freeze we had last year. And they, they came to the conclusion they're going to lower the slot limits of, from five fish to three fish, and it'll be a 17 to 23-inch slot. Uh, so you're able to keep three fish. 17 to 23 inches that is from sergeant south to the texas mexico border down in uh south padre port isabel down that way uh that'll affect all your everything from lower laguna upper laguna port aransas Ranzas pass rockport port lavaca Mat- all the way up to matagorda so uh keep that in mind that should take effect in march keep posted to uh tpwd uh sites and facebook pages and be up to date on that enough of that i didn't fish Hardly at all this past week. Uh, work's got me strapped. So uh, let's get to our guest tonight. We have um, Gerald. We're gonna bring Gerald in. I don't want to. I don't want to butcher his name. So we're gonna bring him on, and I'm gonna try to say. <laughs> yeah, man. What's up, Gerald? Tonight. Hey, How's it going, man? Good. How you doing, Dustin? Hey, hello to the to the kayak world, kayak anglers. Um, very thankful for Dustin for having me. Pat on Finn. Uh, appreciate y'all and uh, oh yeah, I want to say uh, Dustin, um, I know you're a veteran. Appreciate your service, brother. Oh yeah, appreciate it, Marine Corps, eighty nine, ninety three. Ooh, we all yes, sir. I didn't. Uh, you know, normally during the show, I would I would think uh, before we start recording, man, let me get your last name so I don't butcher it. 
Well, there goes something else to, to do today. And if you don't mind, tell everybody who you are, where you're from. Give a little quick uh, bio. Well, I don't mind at all. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, don't worry. My, my last name been butchered so many times, especially, well, born and raised from the Philippines. So my last name is Pagio. Pagio. I was exactly. I wish it was Pacquiao. You know, Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. If it was, I'd probably be uh, doing something else. But anyway, yeah. So my name is uh, Gerald Pagio. Um, yeah, born and raised in the Philippines. Moved to the States uh, early 90s. Um, but I was 16 years old. Um, but then, yeah, lived in Jersey for five, for 25 years. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, New Jersey and really no fish in there. I was inland. Um, and then, I don't know, just after 25 years, got tired of crazy winters and, you know, I just, I decided to move the family to uh, Murder Beach. We just uh, move on a whim and just kind of, you know, see if, um, convinced the wife and the daughter to move here and they said yes packed up the u-haul truck and here we are now yeah and where is that you're, you're exactly you're in myrtle beach south carolina correct yes sir myrtle beach south carolina so just kind of get the geography here so i'm about an hour south of north carolina border mm -hmm. on the coast and i'm about two hours north of charleston south carolina Charleston Folly yes, Beach sir. area. Very familiar. Yes, uh, that's where I went yes, to culinary sir. school at for uh, another tidbit of information. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Oh, yeah. So I, good, huh? Yeah, I surfed, surfed all around that Folly Beach area there when I was when I was in Charleston. Uh, oh, nice. Just for a little yes, while. Uh, you know, I grew up on the East Coast in Georgia. So, you know, that East Coast roots, man, they're still there. I still come home and uh, visit. Still got a lot of family down over that way. Very cool stuff. Oh, nice. So what – what um. So when you got to South Carolina, had, had you fished much or, or, or did you just kind of jump into it down there? So to be honest, um, my main thing for moving to uh, Myrtle Beach is uh, I was into golf. Yeah, golfing is a lot is, of golf courses, big dude, time. This, this <laughs> is like the mecca of golf courses. I mean, anywhere you yep. turn around here is golf courses. Yep. So, yeah, I'm being vacationing here at least once, once a year every summer. So after about three summers, and then got an idea. Hey, let me see if I can convince a wife and daughter to move, and and then so I can play golf year round. <laughs> you know, what I mean, it's, it's the weather in New Jersey. Is it's not much really, you know, golf frenzy. Pretty much um, September to to winter. You know, it's no more no more golf. So I said, let me move summer south. So here it is, Myrtle Beach, and um. So that was my main hobby. I, I don't really do much. I just uh, family, work, church, and um, I golf like three three days a week. But um, you know, we got the beach here, so we you know, of course, we we sit there and enjoy soak up the sun. I said, you know what? Why not just get a fishing rod, throw a line in there, and then, you know, while you're sitting, maybe we get a bite. And that's how kind of got started you know I just uh went to walmart got a cheap uh you know combo i think i was soaking i don't know i was i, I think I, I didn't i had no clue about fishing i just kind of like yeah let me get the cheapest 
riding reel out there and I'll probably soak in some plastics <laughs> and then uh, eventually got some uh, I think I was eventually soaking some shrimp you know like like most people caught nothing but stingrays and small sharks and and that's it and I pretty much got got skunked most of the time but you know just something like just sitting there watching a the wave and waiting for something to bite but yeah that, that was it and uh ran out of money for golf and decided I got to pick a different hobby. And then uh, said, let me get <laughs> Yeah, the green fees over there are, are pretty crazy. You know, it's, yeah. it's St. Simons and Brunswick area. Well, St. Simons, especially that's where Davis Love is from there. Davis Love. Oh, 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 that's um, right. Yeah, he, yeah. he went to school with my brother-in-law and, and know him, uh, a friend of mine that used to book a band back in the day, actually right. has a barbecue joint down there called Southern Soul on St. Simons in, in uh Davis is one of the partners in that with two of my good friends and oh. it's pretty cool. You know, there's, I believe there's seven or eight pros uh, that actually have houses in that area, Sea Island, St. Simon's right. around there. So it's a pretty good, uh, you know, golf community too. Um, oh, okay. You know, my, uh, my, my um, nephew uh, has been a club champion at one at the club. My sister's house is at for the past two years. He's young, oh, young, man. young buck. He loves to fish. Uh, I've ripped some some ten pounders out of them ponds in there. I <laughs> uh, bet, dude. Yeah, I man. Have, I, man, there's some giants in those golf course ponds over there. I'm like, whoo! My wife always picks on me because every time we ride by something, and I'm like, yeah. before I can say it, she's like, I know what you're gonna say. She's like, oh, there's some bass in that pond. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why it's hard for you to be a golfer because you'd be in right. a golf course, you can't concentrate on the game because you'll be thinking the fish I you can catch in that pond. <laughs> oh, I know for sure. I I, I made a post. Uh, last year when i was over that way and i was like i'm golfing <laughs> having fun golfing and it was like a picture of a beer and a fishing rod with some lures in the golf cart <laughs> i was just following them around while they were golfing and i was just fishing every little pond on the course it's pretty dang fun yeah uh, man. you know something yeah. to do pass the time uh hit yeah. a few balls here and there um but yeah, yeah. that's a yeah. cool like stuff said, over there man yeah but you know that green fee even with my local discount is just you know me trying to play twice three times a week too so yeah it wasn't cheap so i said you know what let me see if i can kind of pick a different hobby and you know i'm surrounded by water i said let me yep. try get serious with fishing and I, I, that's it man kind of took off on there i used to i'm you know i used to uh surf fish i will walk i will walk about two miles down from the you know just, we don't really have like you guys there in texas you know, we can't drive our cars to the beach over right, here. Right, right. So the access is pretty hard. You know, you have yes. to walk. Yeah. And, um, but there's a couple uh, causeways here mm -hmm. that are pretty accessible, you know, but it, it's, that's where I kind of got serious and um, start catching some, some nice size redfish out of there. And, you know, and, uh, but, you know, all um, live bait. That's that's right. I, yeah. Before I thought that was the only way to do it. It just it has to be live bait or or nothing. And yeah, I was soaking live shrimp, um, uh, mullet. You know, we go out there and cast net some mullet, finger mullet, and um, and mud minnow. Mud minnow is pretty yep. big. Mud minnow is big bait over there. Yes. yes sir, well, so yeah. what 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 made you take that push and uh, jump into that plastic boat. What, what exactly was that? Just wanting to branch out and kind of find new areas and you feel yeah. like you were just isolated to certain spots? Is that, that was a big deal of it? 
think oh yeah I, I, exactly what you said there it's just um especially here you know Merrill beach is i, I mean i fish out of uh, Merrill's inlet in, in, in mm -hmm. uh, specifically yeah so Merrill's inlet is, is really not a big big area and when the tourist season comes it's packed it's packed yeah. yes sir that's I, that's why i don't even try pierre fishing pierre fishing here forget no. it you're, you're, yeah, you're forget about out. it yeah. yeah it's not enjoyable for me i mean some especially, people you know, yeah especially in summer with uh you know boat traffic in general not only the fishermen but just the pleasure boaters just out there joy riding or pulling the kneeboard around oh probably, dude probably it's, insane it's, i can't even imagine name, how crowded it is there you name it i have i mean i had uh yeah we got the banana boats yep jet skis <laughs> yep. uh yeah you know you, but yeah so you know let me backtrack there so i started getting serious fishing from the shore you know i'll walk to the jetties you know just walk to the sketchy rocks and and then um even that you know summertime you know you gotta it's way too many people out there yeah and uh yeah fishing from the bridge starting to feel like i'm fishing from the pier and um then i saw this group of people it's like man that's pretty cool you know um uh, kayaks and they, they can pretty much just get away from the crowd and yes. uh yeah and, and just like yeah let me see if i can get a hold and of uh, cheapest kayak i can get and i, I tried with, on the um used market mm -hmm. but it's you know i mean just pulled the trigger and got me uh just went to a big box store and got me a uh, eagle talent you know filled in stream yeah so that was that was it, man. That was the beginning of the addiction. That's it. I started in a in a perception of Pescador twelve point five. This was, oh, it was yellow, and yeah. then it was like solid yellow. And then I ended up doing like a black fade on the front. And then all my friends, I'd have it because I used to car top back then. And all uh -huh. my friends, I know I've, I've probably said you know mentioned this story a few times on the podcast for, for listeners you know that been with us for a while. But uh, right. we, they used to say, "Man, look at that! You got that bruised banana." It was like the bruised <laughs> bananas, black and black and yellow. That's right. And it's like, dang, hey, but that little that little kayak, man. I caught some fish out of that thing. I said, "It ain't always the kayak, man. Mm -hmm. If you got a way to get on the water and find fish and and it's safe, then man, more power to you. Paddle oh, yeah. however you can, you know, pedal boat, whatever." <laughs> I mean, I I totally agree. It's just the quality of fish I was getting on is just. I mean, there's no comparison, you know, it's, um, but, but even that, um, yeah. So my first character is the Eagle Talon. Yeah. Um, but you know, I wanted something more stable that I can kind of stand right. up on. And so my second one was, uh, the old town predator. I got yes. a hold of, yeah, it's on a used market here. Um, I did probably about six, seven months fishing on that. Um, but then again, it, that's when I kind of got started with the artificial. Mm -hmm. Got curious, like you know, um, let me try to branch out. Yeah, I know I can, I can catch some fish and soak in mud minnows and, and, and shrimp. Uh, but the artificial, it's kind of, it's kind of hard, especially. I know we're going to talk about the tide later on, but yeah, it's, it's almost impossible for me to have my rod on one hand and I got my paddle trying to keep yes. position. Yes. You know, while you're working at lure. So, yes. so the first, yeah, my first two kayaks is I have no choice, but to just drop anchor and get this right. total base. 
So, but with the artificial, it just, just, it just, after a while, dude, it took like, you know what? It's just tiring. We taking an anchor out, you know, drifting down there about another 30 yards and then do the same thing. So that got, got me interested in the uh, paddle kayak. That's yes. how was my, my next move. And, um, and just uh, pulled the trigger and got me a, a hobie. I, you know, I was debating on you know, what other brands I have, but right. it just so happened that um, we have a dealer here down the road from me, and um, and he had a kayak, and I didn't I didn't care what color it was, so I ended up with the, uh, the papaya thing. It's called the yellow yeah. uh, hope, uh, outback. Yeah, papaya. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the outback, so, correct. Outback. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 2020 Hobie Outback. So I've been fishing on that now for a couple of years now. Yeah, right on. Yeah, yeah for sure. What you were what you were talking about earlier, you know, my Texas listeners, Louisiana, a little further over towards, you know, uh, knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Alabama, Mississippi, that we don't quite have the tide swings that, that, that East that Atlantic seaboard has. And you're, you're exactly right about, you know, paddling and setting up and having the right, you know, um, positioning and stuff is important, you know, and being able to fish hands-free. Uh, you know, even with a foot control motor or pedal, pedal driven kayak, it makes it a hell of a lot easier. That's what I was wanting to go into was talk about, you know, the fishery, the area you're in. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, as in Texas and a lot of the Gulf Coast, we don't have those big tidal swings. So what all involves? What is so, in ta- what, what in turn takes to plan a trip with that much tidal movement there? Because we're talking four to six foot, you know, oh, yeah. a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. So days before going to my fishing trip you know i pull up my uh my tide chart and and i just i plan accordingly you know um because depending on where you want to launch here you you can launch you may be able to launch but a couple hours later you might not be able to come back in in the same area so you have to plan your days if you have enough time in daylight 
Right. You know, like I said here, you know, my area here in Merle's Inlet, in specifically, it's really, it's a small area. Yeah. And we only have one public boat ramp, believe it or not. Hmm. And that, yes, it's a, it's um, it's right there in the middle of where all the restaurants are. So yeah. with all the charter boats that go in and out of there every day, the pontoon boats, I mean, there's a line of cars way outside, you know, out in the street. So it's it's really stressful. Um, so it's, it's, it's very, uh, it's like really need to get there early and get everything loaded and get there before all the, the, the rush gets there, huh? When, in the mornings yeah. early, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Even that, you know, sometimes it's not enough because, you know, everybody come off the water at the same time. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but that's if, that's the boat ramp, really, that you don't have to worry about the tides. You can go in yeah. and out of there anytime. But yeah. there's, um, we have a couple more um, landing that we use that um, more for smaller John boats or kayak. Mm -hmm. so and it's tide dependent to launch from there. Yes, sir. Yeah. So that's, you really got to, you know, consider your tides. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, we, we don't really have much um, water access here. So you have to be, Really, uh, you know, you got to plan your day as far as your tide. Mm -hmm. And uh, it also depends on, on the wind direction. The tide yes. chart, yeah, tide chart might might say, you know, you have low tide till 6 p.m. But if that wind is blowing uh, west, yeah, it'd be yes. early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it puts it out here, too, in the wintertime. We'll have, you know, a foot and a half difference in tides because of the strong northwest winds associated with frontal passages in uh this is what I was going to bring up was about, you know, planning your day. Um, mm -hmm. Is it like you have to plan, say, like you have a strong incoming tide, but you fish the tide back into the backwaters, into the creeks and feeder creeks, and then kind of follow the tide back out as it comes back out in the areas and kind of stage up to the places that are dumping, kind of yeah, stuff I like that? Yeah, ideally, you know, you're, um, you want to, you want to ride the tide to be easier, yeah. you know, on yourself, you know, yeah. but but like I said, our, our area being small, you can plan that. And when you get when you get inside of that creek, you got two charter boats anchored there, and you got ten kayaks. It's like, man, no plan B. <laughs> go back. Plan B. Yeah. Go back. <laughs> yeah. Go back to the opposite, you know, and then kind of find a, a area that that's not many people there. Um, but you know. Uh, Ideally, what I what I want to do, I, I I like I like moving current. You know, it's uh, yes. if I can I can find a feeder creek, move, moving current, and that's that's where I find most of my luck there, and just uh, stage up on that. Um, also, yeah, I, I try to plan to be in an area here where you might be able to get into um, as the tide's going out, but um, as dead low tide there's the deep pools in there that the reds usually like get trapped in there so but even then you're gonna have to wait till till the tide come back in for you to come back out so you know sometimes it works out you know but it's just times you just gotta you gotta have plan b and plan c yeah. yes sir definitely definitely we don't have to deal with it as much here you know it's a little easier. We got a lot of places we can just pull over and combat launch at. We're very fortunate for that. You know, I know. Yeah. A lot, a lot yeah. of places, any bridge or any Creek that you can get into, 
it's a uh, very easy i know i'm jealous man yeah yeah i'm jealous <laughs> man from from the videos and you know stuff that i see from you know my friends down there in texas it's like man you guys got it easy over here yeah, yeah i got plenty tough. of boat ramps i got plenty of places where there are ramps where i could just slide i don't even have to go down the ramp i can slide in right off the side and this hard packed you know shale and and sand and yeah. you know we have some places that are muddy you have to get dirty if the tide you know you got to drag a little while but it's not bad you know yeah. not sitting sinking up to your waist you're maybe up to your ankles or something which is all yeah yeah um, that's that's yeah that's another thing here um you know talking about the the bottom uh you mm-hmm. know contour i know you guys you say you guys do a lot of weight fishing there yes you can. over here is almost impossible it's either fluff mud yeah. Or you got sharp oyster beds. Yeah, real sharp oysters or that puff, that mud, you'll be up to your chest. In, yeah. In no time. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's why there's, that's really important for you to plan your, you know, your trip. Uh, I've seen people out there that may be visiting from different states and they thinking, oh, it's only about 10 yards. I can walk the mud. <laughs> chest, you know. Oh man, and you get all cut up in the oyster. Yeah, cut up yeah. in the oysters. That that mud creates suction, and it gets dangerous. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> yeah, That's very right. careful so, on that, man. Yeah. But yeah, so you've been over there chasing them, them uh, you know, the redfish. There's flounder. Yeah. There's structure there. I know lots of sheephead around the structure in that area. Yes, sir. Uh, good speckled trout there, man. I know you just you just you just had a pretty good little deal going on with this tournament. This uh, toys for tots tournament. Um, yes, did sir. you do? Pre-fish and setting up to that, did you have them patterned out already, or, or did conditions change? On the give everybody some insight on that. You just won that tournament. Can you tell us what it was, and and uh, you know, give us a little insight on that pattern you found, and 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 what got you that uh that win? Yes, sir. Yeah. So going into the uh, the, the tournaments, uh, first of all, it's I'm pretty new. You know, like I said, I'm only new to the the kayak fishing um sport um this uh the, the trout tournament i just won uh, december it's actually is my second tournament oh cool uh, deal. yeah yes sir yeah uh the first one was last winter uh it's oh, it's called a speckles tuds uh mm-hmm. speckles tournament and sir it's uh it's it's um it's for the salt uh salt a student angler uh, league trail. So okay. uh, it's usually is big boats tournaments only. Uh, but last winter they added a kayak. Um, oh, cool! They had a kayak division last winter. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's uh, hosted by uh, my buddy Mike Catchman. Um, so yeah, that that was uh, my first go at it. I was like, you know, um, I know I was catching trout before then, and. Some of my uh, buddies said, "Hey, Gerald, why don't you give this, uh, you know, the speckled stud a, a, a shot?" I said, "Yeah, why not? You know, I just, uh, I mean, it was a smaller tournament, so mm-hmm. the pressure wasn't, you know, as much for me. And um, yeah, I just, um, I was super nervous, man. That, that my first tournament, I didn't sleep a wink that night, and um, went out there, and I know I had a game plan in my head. Got to the launch and." There was no one there. I got, uh, I think, line in was at five o'clock or six o'clock. I think I got there at four o'clock. I was thinking, man, I'll be fighting over who, you know, get to the spot first. Um, so apparently, 90% of the anglers went 
to uh, the, the other um, area. So I was the only person fishing that, that area, which is um, just south of um, Merrill's Inlet. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, caught, caught all my fish on a, an hour, the first hour and a half, all on top water. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was also my first couple months um, getting on a fish on top water. It just, um, before that, nothing was, you know, all just bottom fish. And now I just, just got into the, the spook junior and specifically, mm -hmm. and yeah, I got all my good fish at the first hour and a half. And like, man, I think I felt good, you know, like, but it was still eight, nine o'clock in the morning. What, what I do now I weigh and it's not till like three o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, actually went, got lunch. Went to the weigh-in, took a nap, and woke up. Everybody was coming in. I was like, "Man, I, if I place fifth on this one, I'm happy." Yeah. But, yeah. Apparently, I for some reason I took second. I'm like, "What?" Like, <laughs> Dang. Yeah. first tournament, second place, cash a check on yes, top sir. water. Yeah. On top water, man. I man, it was just yeah. I got a uh, one over. Uh, 20 on that and 19, but it was good enough for the two fish aggregate. So oh, sweet. Yeah, man. Uh, and then going into uh, this tournament, I just want here. Yeah, it's for uh, uh, trout for tots, you know, for mm -hmm. um, what do you call the um, toys for tots. Uh, yep. It's a month long tournament. It's a month long. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. It's a month long tournament. It's just, yeah, best fish uh, wins it. Um, so it goes from anglers from Merle Beach, all the way south to Charleston. Oh, cool! And so it was like a, a whole South Carolina coast kind of involved into it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and uh, the the club uh, local, I mean, uh, Low Country Kayak Anglers. Yes, uh, they, they hosted that. It's uh, yeah, I'm really grateful for that group. Uh, they really um, they help uh, you know the community and then yeah, they got a good a good thing going, a good involvement with that group over there. Yeah, we're gonna we'll definitely touch on them too. For sure, oh, yes, sir. yeah, you know, they got some good stuff going on. Uh, they always got some events going on, you know. Oh, yeah, um, and uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're even even you know just us. Um, it doesn't have to be official. Like this, I met uh, plenty of um, awesome people from there. We you know like-minded people who just want to go out there and enjoy the water. And um, mm -hmm. uh, every once in a while, you know, people would just uh, kind of organize a meetup. You know, and just uh, go out there and just have fun, and you know, just camaraderie. You know, that's what I love about yeah, that. that for group. sure, yeah. that's what yeah. drew me into it big time. Was uh, the tournament tournament scene? I'm all, I've been pretty competitive uh, person, <laughs> anyways. But uh, but yeah, just yeah, meeting everybody, right. meeting all the like minded people, and uh, enjoying spending time on the water. That's that's what it's all about, right there, no doubt. Yeah. So man, how, yeah. how um, being that was a month long, you know. You, you kind of had a some time to kind of pattern out fish and figure them out. You know, what what tactics was it that you used to locate that winning fish? What, what led to that winning fish? So, you know, of course, and me being really successful with uh, Totwater, uh, the, the previous uh, tournament, that's what I, I was hoping I was get my best fish on Totwater. But this this winter been weird, man. I, I don't know what it was. I, I couldn't get anything come up on top water. I, I tried like, you know, every, every 
first thing in the morning or sunset, nothing. So eventually I just um I just just work all the different water water columns, you know, try the bottom. Yeah, I've caught a couple of decent fish in the bottom, but uh yeah, believe it or not, I um I went to this one bait that I was pretty successful with um, the you know the previous year, you know, with numbers, not and that not size. Mm-hmm. But I said, you know, you want her to try, it's still in my uh still in my taco box. And I actually um yeah, it's the the DOA shrimp. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's what that's you know, I uh you know, I know some people are kinda kinda hush hush on that. You know the lure yeah. and stuff like that. You yeah. want to keep it sacred. I mean, yeah, to a point, I agree. But you know, you still. I think for me, you still gotta figure out. You know, you still gotta yep. change up. You know, this really no magic lure. Um, so yeah, I wasn't worried at all to reveal that after the tournament. You know, and I was pretty successful on, on this one, and um, mm-hmm. I figured, you know, why not? You know, give back to the to the group and and uh, let them uh, give it a shot. So you were uh, yeah. fishing, uh, fishing around structure like reef, oyster reefs, or uh, some, some salt grass, some Spartina grass banks with some drop offs, or, or yeah, or uh, no. like pier. Yeah, we don't really have uh, a lot of grass bottoms here, um, okay. so it's it's most mostly um, oyster beds, uh-huh. o- mo- uh, oyster beds that kind of draining out, you know, a good water movement. Yeah, um, and it's just. And also the tide, the tide has to be right. It can't be, yeah. you know, it can't be um, flooded or it can't be dead low. Yeah. You just have to be at the right time. And, and yeah, what I was finding, especially with that, with that DOA shrimp, you know, it's, it's really light and it yeah. basically probably just sinks about two, three feet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you kind of have to find a, an eddy. Right. Throw yep. it in there, yep, and just just let it sink. And like I like I mentioned to my to the group, um, yeah, throw it as, as close you can to the edge, to the grass, you know, to the edge of the oyster. You you might get hung up, but mm-hmm. but the good thing about that that shrimp is it's so light, and yeah. I rare, rarely got hung up. You know, I can right. really confidently throw it right on top of the oyster and just just let it drift. And um, yeah, no, no cork, nothing. I would just figure, just you know, more of a finesse presentation with that shrimp. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I think. Day or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, nothing special, you know. It's actually just I think the sink rate what got them all fired up, you know. Yeah, just, yeah it, looked, so it was a natural presentation in that current. You weren't doing any excessive twitching or anything. You're just no. letting that bait look natural going through the water. And yeah, that's probably yeah, what that's, had a lot to do with it right there. Yep. Oh, that, that's it, man. I was, um, yeah, I figured, like, man, they really want this, this low sink rate. Um, but at first, I was getting a lot of good, um, like, medium size, like, 19s, a couple 20s on it. But that one morning, I went out there and said, you know, I'm just give this a shot again. Man, I knew it. This, this, the girl hit. I was like, man, at first, I thought it was a redfish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It started peeling drag. Yeah, I got on on um on my uh, light tackle. Um, started peeling drag when I, and when the girl came up. I was fishing about five yards away from one of my buddies, and uh, I said, "Man, these are good fish." I'm like, "Please," I was like, "You can hear me pray." I said, "Please stay hooked." 
Because mm-hmm. I know this is going to be the fish that I need. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's it. Got him, got him on the boat. And that's it. I knew it. I knew that was, yeah. that was good. That was the one. What did, that, what did that fish go? 20? Uh, 24 and a half. 24 and a half. Yes, sir. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I know it's a couple hammers over here that that, that constantly get uh, bigger fish, but it's just yeah. the right time, right place, Mike, you know. Dave, yeah. just Jaskowitz, Dave. Oh, yeah. Uh, Catching. Yeah, yeah. Dave, yeah. Mike Catchman, yeah, Steven Trainer. Steve Trainer, yep. There's a lot yeah, of good names yeah. over there. Uh, oh, yeah. Yep, yeah, speak, for sure. Speaking, yeah, speaking of them, man, yeah, um, Steven Trainer and, and Mike Catchman, man, they – they, they kind of what got me uh, into uh, serious about this kayak fishing. Yeah. Yeah they're, yeah. they're local guides over here in this right. area. Yeah. So I remember fishing out of my uh, Eagle Talon and, and they come rolling in with their pedal kayaks. Like, yeah. man, those guys are cool. <laughs> yeah. Look at them guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah, like, man, I want to get on those one day. But uh, yeah, you know, but, you know, they're, they're good people, you know, they don't. Oh, yeah. They come by, you always say hi, you know, they they try to offer uh tips here and there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. Like, you know, I, I still look I still look up to those people, you know, and uh, for sure. And uh yeah, and then and and that's what I like about this this community, man. It's it just you know, the camaraderie. You know, there's no snobs, you just right don't really matter what brand of kayak you're on, it's just we're all we're all here, you know, trying to enjoy the sport. So. That's true, no doubt about that. Yeah, for man. sure. Mm-hmm. So, what? Uh, being that it is winter time, um, what are some of your favorite tactics over there? Are you are you are you waiting for those warmer days, or are you getting out there when it's cold and, and targeting that deeper water with like slow moving twitch baits and uh, different things like that? Or is there a big? You know, we get a big movement over here with the with the corkies. I don't know if there's one over there or not, or they use more of the MR-17s and 27s, the, the, the hard body twitch baits more over there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern, presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. Uh, yeah, th- yeah, yeah, man. I know you guys there in Texas love your corkies, man. Those, yeah, the, what do you call it? The, the, the Paul Brown, Paul, right? Yeah, the Paul Brown, the custom corkies. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, Coastal Marsh has their own, like they paint them. Uh, right, you know, right. then uh, Mirror Lure makes their pro series and all that. Then Texas Custom Lures make those double D's, right? You know, there, there's just so many, so much stuff over here to choose from. Yeah. But man, the, 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 the Corky bike's insane in the winter, they just like that presentation, yeah. Uh, that's slow moving, a little bigger bait in the winter. Seems like yeah, the trout, trout I'm might, a, I might give that a shout out to you, yeah, to be honest, man, because there's really not many people throwing here. Um, over here in my area, um. Yeah, paddle tails, it's, it's pretty much all we throw here. Um, yeah. Z-Man in particular, the Z-Man mm-hmm. brand is 
you know, it's it's it's, it's local here. And well, yeah, uh, yeah, Ice Strike, Dave Flats from that kind of down down south further. Um, you yes, know, speaking sir, yeah. of Dave, you know, everybody out there, you know, South Carolina, that's where the release over twenty uh, movement started. Uh, you know, I've yes, had sir. Dave on the podcast before, so everybody out there in Troutlandia, y'all listen up and try to support that program. Uh, it's a great movement, you know, with like-minded anglers that want to push that and, uh, you know, release our fish over 20 inches and get those bigger spawners out there. You know, keep that yes, biomass up there for sure. The great thing that Dave has done. Uh, props, Dave. Big time on that. Man, that's 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 a great thing for our community. I know he's got something coming up with the uh, – got some kind of seminars and all kind of stuff coming up up here pretty soon. I wish I had the info yeah. on that. Uh, maybe I'll have that info together for the next – next one that comes out hopefully it's uh doesn't happen if not i'll post it up on the page and uh we'll go from there but yeah man yeah, that's uh so. yeah 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 dave, yeah yeah dave lad man this is really uh that's a lot for the community uh he's, he's every tournament out here you you can you can guarantee it he'll, he'll donate uh jig heads and oh yeah. You know, other, yeah other stuff so he's really uh, a big supporter of, of the groups here and um yeah, uh, speaking of release over 20, yeah, <clears throat> I wish I did it a long time ago. You know, it, you know, I, I was one of those people back in the day, you know, I try to, I'm fishing for, for dinner, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, we were all there at one point, we're all there at one point or another. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, trying to, you know, it's like, you know, now, like, dude, after, after fishing eight hours, the last thing I want to do is you know go home and clean fish. So yeah, I and you know it's just con conservation too. You know it's uh, definitely if I'm if I'm gonna keep a fish uh, trout in particular, you know it's uh, anything around twenty or bigger. Definitely, I'd rather let that that girl go and for sure. You know, yeah, live another day. But like like I said, man, I I rarely keep fish fishing no more i mean i had nothing against people keeping fish it's you know we're all there um but yeah sometimes i don't even tell my wife i call fish because my my family love yeah. to eat fish oh we um, love man. to eat them too uh i get asked <laughs> what did you bring some home no i didn't even take my bag i didn't take my fish bag didn't take my stringer <laughs> didn't take nothing i'm letting them go and then after that freeze we had last year i yeah i think i've caught a, i've kept a few redfish here and there but i haven't i haven't taken a trout home in over a in yeah. a year in a year, I haven't taken a trout home. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, I can't even keep a redfish now. Now I look at a redfish like my pet. You know, <laughs> like, you know, like man, I can't kill this fish, man. Oh, man, they taste good. Don't want to have shell on that pit. Oh, oh man. man. Yeah, my daughter put the throats yeah. on there, and it, that meat's so sweet and flaky. It tastes like like lobster almost, and on that. Bed yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah I never. Yeah, I never thought of that uh, throat actually until uh, watching, um, you know, Rex Del Rey down there. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I've Yeah, yeah. I watched his videos and like, man, it's like I never heard the quail. What do you call that? Saltwater quail. That's what I call it. Yeah, them. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, that's a good idea. Yeah. They, when they fold but, out, they like. <laughs> that's what they shape like, you know. Yeah. If y'all watching on YouTube, y'all can see that, but. Yeah, I mean, you, when you flare them out and you break that little chest bone on them, and then you flare them out, and put, it, it just that's flares right. out. Their fins flare out. It looks like a bird flying almost is what it does. That's kind yeah. of where we got that name oh, from. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, when that, I saw that, that meat is like, so good. And I'll, I give, know, I'll, I'll give everybody a quick tip on those. 
get you a pair of uh, tin snips or the uh, Gerber gear, the saltwater processor shears. Um, and it only takes three snips. It takes a, a snip right behind where the gill plates connect underneath their chin. Boom. And then two snips of right below their pectoral fins. Snip, snip. And it, you cut the throats out and you just separate them, pull the gills away, and separate them. And it's there. Like three right. cuts and you're done. The tin snips work really well because they're like, they're made to cut through metal. So they cut through that yeah. bone and, and uh, tendon pretty, pretty good. And yeah, I'm man, that is just so time, good. Man. Yeah. Oh. man, now you got me hungry. All right. I'm hungry. <laughs> I can eat them all day long. Good stuff. Yeah, um, but the flounder too, man. You can't, yeah. Oh, can't yeah. Forget about the flounder, the flatties. Good man, stuff. I love me to cook some some whole flounder. The whole flounder, score yes, them up, scale yeah. yeah, them, score them, and deep fry. Man, yeah, my wife eats, she likes all the, the edges, the crunchy part of it. Oh, yeah, I like you the tail when they get chips. crunchy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the tail, or you do them, you could do them and, and bake them. And then you do like a flash, like a real quick mm -hmm. butter with lemon and lemongrass and ginger and garlic and yeah, lots right. of green onions. And then just and have that oil like sizzle hot with all them spices and, and vegetables yeah. and then pour it over that fish. Ooh, man. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's right, man. By the way, what's your what's your size limit there flounder in Texas? Uh, During normal season is five. We keep five flounder. Oh, oh what's what's your um, what's your minimum size? uh 15 15 okay yeah. 15 on that yeah we uh and, and we closed the season for a month and a half from like november november or november to december 15th november 1st, oh, okay. something like that yeah they closed it this year it was a lot longer it actually closed it completely a couple oh, wow. year before last you can only catch them on rod and reel and you can only keep two they shut down okay. the gigging but this this season they've mm -hmm. noticed a decline yeah. The numbers and then the water temp variations for the spawning they actually wow. took and closed the season completely so yeah, yeah we got a lot of people yeah. happy about that just like we got a lot of people hot happy not so mm -hmm. happy about the trout uh, yeah. decrease because they, they don't understand the uh the way the biomass works where you're gonna keep right. more of a slot that's a little bigger and leave there's a lot more trout between like 12 and 15 inches than there is right. between you know 17 to 23 and the younger trout are actually going to might not have as much eggs produced, but they spawn more. They're more right. active spawning. Right. So you're going to have a little bit larger hatch is what the scientists come up with. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see how it all ends up. Um, I'm in support of, you know, like I said, I haven't kept trout since last year anyway. So yeah. I, I want to see our fishery rebound. I want to see our trophy fishery rebound the way it should. That's and, right. And, you know, I'm happy with that. So, yeah, cool. Yeah. Deal. Yeah, hopefully man, yeah, winter trout fishing over here is just insane. You know, we, yeah, we I know, man. I'm seeing you post number of gators, man. Yeah, I just got that 27 and a half uh, week before last. I'm pushing eight pounds on the boga. Oh, geez, yeah, that's yeah, she was hard, good, man. she was fat, big one, big one yeah. on that uh, uh, magic hour colored uh, custom corky by Coastal Marsh. Oh, man. overcast day is like an iridescent. Like a clear purple and pink with some black dots. Mm -hmm. Right. Hey, she came up and crushed it in the upper water column, man. I, I knew it was a good fish as soon as she hit it. So oh, I just set up perfect on that little drop off off the off the shell bar, and it just right. came out from the ambush point. Bam. 
And that's it. Nothing, nothing like it when you set the hook and that mouth just comes up. <laughs> so how do you Ooh. work that cork? It kind of like like a mirror lure, like a MR? Yeah, kind of like a mirror dye. Yeah, just kind of, yeah. you know, it was like three to five foot right there off the ambush point, and I was just uh, targeting, um, throwing into the wind and into the tide movement, and was coming back to me naturally, and I just let it float to me and just uh, give it a couple twit, couple quick twitches on the way out and then right. some days if i'm on grass flats or like a cell and uh shell and sand flat that's probably two or three foot deep i might work it a little faster kind of like you're walking yeah. a dog in the upper water okay. column you know kind of three or four twitches real quick and pause every now and then and then sometimes i just you know work it super slow just okay. kind of reel it up and reel it down and reel it up i mean there's there's really no wrong way to work a corky you can burn right. it on yeah. top and everything and they'll come hit it just depends on what the fish want you know exactly yeah Yes, all all yes, depends yes. on what the fish want. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, exactly. they're, they're, they're great winter baits and then jerk baits too, like a hard lipped jerk bait that cross over from bass fishing. Um, done really well on those this winter around deep shell. Uh, same thing, burning a, a big glide bait, like five and mm -hmm. seven, seven inch glide baits, just burning them. Okay. And the fish are com they're coming up. They about ripped the rod out your hand, the fish I've caught on that this year. Man. Pretty dang crazy. I love that stuff. Yeah. I love transitioning lures to uh, to different things, you know. Yeah, Especially, man. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I'll get, you know, higher tides at certain times of year, and those reds will be pushed all the way up in the in the salt grass in the marsh grass, and I'll throw a white hollow-bodied frog up there and spank them on a on a frog topwater frog. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I so I'm, I still haven't ventured to freshwater. Believe it or not, you know, we have good freshwater here. Too. Great lakes. There's some great fisheries over there. Uh, Santee oh, yeah. Cooper, Murray, and all that. There's a bunch of lakes over there that are great. Oh, good man. Stuff. You know, yeah, I, I got so addicted in a hot water blow up. I said, you know what? I want to catch me a largemouth. Oh, top. yeah. They straight crash. They, they, they're very similar to redfish, too, but as far as bait selection and different things, but top top water and bass, they'll flip out the water and do crazy stuff too, like the trout do. You know, the yeah. trout do cartwheels sometimes and act all silly. Right. They'll come right. and smack it and knock it out of the water and then eat it in the air. I've had fish do some crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I definitely gotta venture out, you know. I gotta I can't just you know, stuck on salt water. I gotta try the fresh water to it. So is there so do you have a like a bucket list fish that you absolutely have to catch from the kayak? Something yeah, offshore so or something like that? So I haven't mentioned it to you yet. Uh, I'm actually working to move the family down to Tampa. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. The daughter got accepted there at USF down there in, um, on Tampa Ooh, Bay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. So, yeah, it's really nothing holding us here. You know, like I said, we moved here on a whim. Just me and my wife right. and my daughter, you know, and we got, fan, you know, uh, you know our church here now that we got consider our family but other than that yeah. uh yeah, really nothing holding us here so my wife and i said let's go you know get closer to her and um yeah so yeah hopefully by june or july we'll be moved into tampa and hopefully catch uh my bucket list um fish will be um you know the silver king oh and, yeah tarpon uh, yeah yep. sir yeah have you caught a yep. tarpon yet I've caught some small juvenile ones, nothing like oh. big off the kayak, but I have come caught some that, you know, 40, 50 pounds. Oh, man. Well, yeah, I'm good with just, yeah, I'm good with just a, a juvenile, man. I, that will make my yeah. day. And then snook, yeah. too. Snook in that area. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. There. I know. I already, I already got um, 
already got some of my some beauty of uh, social media, man. My, my my IG people down, you know, my Instagram people down there in Tampa, they already can't wait for me to come down. They said, man, there you go. Yeah, yeah you gonna be that much closer to me when I when I when I come over there and uh and fish. I come and fish south of Tallahassee uh, with one oh, of our Jackson okay. kayak teammates, uh, Miss Jean Wilson, over there. And uh, oh, we fished the St. Mark's area, but there's some spots over there, like north, about an hour and a half north of Tampa. There's some spots, some awesome trout fishery up there. Uh, I cannot oh, yeah. remember the name right now, but there's some great stuff over there up along that Lost Coast area, um, oh, Forgot, yeah. Forgotten Coast or whatever it's called. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, definitely yeah. wanting to go up there and fish some of that stuff. You know? Yeah, I can't sure. wait, man. Yeah, speaking of which, so this, um, I got a group that, uh, you know, my buddies at Yak tried down there. Oh uh, yeah, Heath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Heath, yeah. 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 He Heath and I, you know, um Adam, uh, Marcus, you know, I mean, I know I can't wait to fish with them and hopefully Oh yeah, you know, they're all down there. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. he's a good dude. He's been on the podcast before. Yep. I got yeah, some yak man. gear. Got some yak yeah. gear uh swag myself. I got some in yeah, there, man. got some shirts, a couple hats still. Yeah, yeah dude, support man. the tribe. Support the tribe. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I, I can't wait to uh, you know finally get to meet them in person and uh, you know and, and go out there in the water with them. And man, I know they 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 kill out. They got everything down there. Yeah, learn the fishery. Yeah. Got some got some friends down there already. Man, that's yeah, really that's, cool. that's that's the beauty of this, man. Like, isn't I would never thought of meet you without this platform. You know, you know the, the Instagram and you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, without this, there's no way. Oh, you all the way in Texas. I'm all the way here in South Carolina. Yeah. You know, it's funny how that social media works, how we keep track of each other, especially yeah. the trout purists. Uh, there's a lot of us out there that love chasing big trout. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of kind of got a little ring, a circle of friends there. We kind of, yeah. you know, any, if I find somebody that like, you know, trout fishes and all that, and I, I keep track of them. I will look and watch. You know, there's a bunch of guys I've had on already, you know, Madel Madrano up. Uh, Charlie yeah. Church, uh, Thomas Lick, and everybody. So I'm making my rounds. I'm, I'm going to get some of them other guys from South Carolina too. You know, I definitely got to get Trainer and uh, Catchman. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Danny yeah, and them, see if one of them want to come on sooner or later and talk about the low country kayak anglers. I know also y'all had another trail kickoff over that kayak inshore circuit. Uh, it's another yeah. trail that's starting. I think Preston Harris was trying to get that going. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and um, they they're gonna have a uh, a couple. I think the championship round is gonna be here in uh, in Merrill's oh, Inlet. In my cool area. deal. That would be cool. Well, yeah, speaking absolutely. of social media, there you go. There's the banner right there, scrolling, popping up on the screen. Y'all can follow oh. Gerald on social media at g dot one. That's g dot o n e dot fishing. G one fishing with the dots in between. It's right there on the screen. But if you're yes, listening, sir. that's g dot o n e dot fishing. Follow him on uh, the IG. Yes, sir. thank you. Appreciate that. Definitely. Oh yeah, yeah, man. But yeah, without uh, you know that that's how we get out there. That's how you kind of build your brand. Uh, um, I know uh, one of the other segments had a little chat about a uh, you know building your brand and uh, and pro mm-hmm. staff and this and that the other night. They had some stuff going on with uh, Sam Jones, one of our old hosts of a show, came on uh, the uh, the Noob Show and got on there and talked about. Um, you know, just how to build your brand and some help right. in uh, social media marketing and all that kind of stuff. He does that stuff uh, for quite a few companies that run some some teams, pro staff. Mm-hmm. So uh, he had some great info to share on that too. Uh, oh, yeah, good man. stuff. You know, we got some for everybody on this 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 uh, network we have uh, from hunting, uh, kayak hunting, out your kayak fishing. You know, mm-hmm. any kind of fishing, bass fishing, uh, right. fly fishing, you name it. Uh, 
tournament updates and recaps. We got it all on this platform. You know, there's there's a there's a segment for everybody. So check them all out uh, on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. If you're on YouTube, you know, go scroll through the whole library of videos that are up on there that have all our shows. Um, we appreciate everybody that listens like big time. Uh, you know, without the listeners, we wouldn't be here. And without Epic Guests, you know, we wouldn't have a show. <laughs> so y'all can follow yeah. Gerald, man, for real. Uh, yeah, we're going to get to wrap things up here. Uh, once again, I want to, man, I want to thank you for coming on and taking the time out of your night to come on here and share a little bit about your story and, uh, you know, your great content uh, tournament result you just have and talk a little bit about the South Carolina fishery. Um, you know, good luck on your move over to Tampa. And uh, just like every guest I have on here, one day I'm going to catch up with you and I'm going to fish with you. So. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. Yeah. Any, anytime in the area, just shoot me a message, man. That, Same here, honor. man. If you ever make it to Texas uh, come in October and we'll uh, chase some school and redfish and just get slapped stupid. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's 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 one of my uh, my bucket list, too. You just drive around the, the, coast, the Gulf Coast over there. I did actually make it to, to Destin. Yeah. I fished Destin, uh, I think that was last year. And um, I uh, I struggled. The water was too clear. Yeah, super clear. Yeah, it was too clear for me. I was just but a life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby, six eight Western. Oh, I'm the old there, baby, right there. Tune in every Tuesday at seven p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. That's another podcast there. <laughs> there you go. We get into that on the next one. We'll recap of the next one. Yeah. Sure thing. But yeah, yeah man. man. But yeah, but uh, yeah, like I said, man, I, I want to thank uh you know Paddle Finn and, and yeah. you, Dustin, for uh you know having me on the show. It's really uh it's an honor. Yeah, you know, shout out any anybody you want to thank, uh sponsor, support or or groups or anything, go ahead, man. It's all you. Yeah, uh, you know, first off, you know. All this, what I'm doing is, uh, you know, like I always say, uh, all go- glory to God, you know. Uh, I'm not really, my my main goal here is to hopefully uh, get a big enough platform to um, share my my faith, you know. It's just, uh, if not for God, you know, it's really, uh, we won't stand a chance. So I, uh, you know, I suggest people, you know, out there, um, that might might need some encouragement, you know, or any any help, you know. Feel free to reach out to me. You know, I'm not a preacher or anything like that, but you know, I'm just I'll share with you, you know, from experience, you know, how how my faith kind of helped me through uh, the challenges and um, you know, in him keeping me safe out there in the water oh yeah for sure you know um but you know if i go out there and catch fish it's just a bonus and yeah. a win tournament is just a bonus just but a bonus. The big picture i said the big picture is just um you know we'll go out there and enjoy god's creation and um yeah, yeah and uh yeah i thank my wife and my daughter you know for uh sporting my hobbies for sure and, yeah, big part family for yeah, sure yeah absolutely man when i when I get into a hobby, I just for some reason I just can't go ten percent. I have to go, you know, kind of get serious at it, you know. Like I know That's you. My wife says about me. Same man. thing. Yeah, I know you. You you know you like you said you used to surf uh, pretty seriously and uh, yeah, man. Like I did that with the golf, but even before that, I, I used to race motocross back in Jersey, and yeah, got to a point I had my pregnant wife in the pits. Ready yeah. to get burnt. I'm out there <laughs> racing. 
<laughs> but yeah, man, it's uh, yeah. Hopefully, we keep this uh, you know, passion for for kayak, and I don't think this is gonna go go away from you know from me anytime no, it's, soon. It's going yeah. to grow. The the kayak community's growing. Yes, sir. Yeah, the whole yeah. industry's growing. Uh, some of the tournaments we have are just insane. Uh, the know. numbers and stuff we got showing up. So yeah, the main yeah. thing is you know just keep that camaraderie, that friendship. You know, just like you said, the faith. That's me. The three F's: family, mm -hmm. faith, fishing. You know, you can't go wrong with that. Yes, sir. Can't go wrong with that, right there. Yes, but yeah, G man, Gerald, yep. thank you for coming on tonight. We appreciate you coming on. Once again, thanks to everybody uh, tuning in this podcast. Thanks for support from uh, Waterloo Rods and Truchador and Co for uh, supporting this podcast, along with our other sponsors that sponsor the podcast as a whole. And uh, y'all check us out on all the podcast podcast platforms. Bleh. And uh, don't remember, uh, remember, don't forget to, uh, you know, leave some great reviews or some, some, uh, some five-star ratings and stuff and get us boosted, get us, get us out there a little bit. So uh, we'll catch y'all on the next time, man. Thanks for joining us tonight. Yes, sir. Yes, See y'all next time. You. All right, Dustin. I keep, uh, yeah, man, I keep in touch. With you. Take care, brother. Once in a while, it's fun to go with like just full blown redneck on these fish. This is like high tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chasing the Sun, Sundays at 9 30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience, brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts, every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.